This is Shortcuts, a podcast about Isla Mall, featuring conversations and interviews with people in our community, Isla Mall business partners, and people who make Isla Mall what it is. I'm Sean Ferguson. I'm the marketing and specialty leasing manager for Eastland Mall and your host for Shortcuts. And today my guest is Andrew Bacchus, the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwestern Indiana, Eastland Mall's nonprofit of the month for the month of January. And now here's our conversation. So you are my first repeat guest on our podcast. So that's huge. What a privilege. (laughs) That's a big deal. Yeah. So it's really cool. Uh, so let's talk about um, how long you've been here now as executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. So I started in June of 2020. Um, so it's been a wild year and a half. You yeah. know, we have yeah. uh, my entire tenure since we've been here has been in, uh, I guess you'd call it COVID times. And so it's just been a lot of, of I wouldn't say starting and stopping because we've never really stopped. It's just been kind of ebbs and flows. Right. You know, uh, activity will pick up and then we'll have to kind of slow things back down. Volunteers will slow down and then we'll ramp it back up when we can. And we're just trying to um, roll with the punches, I guess, and do as much as we can, as safely as we can. Explain what Big Brothers Big Sisters is. I'm sure there are some people listening who may not know exactly what your organization is all about. It's it's so simple, it's hard to believe. But it's, um, it's a mentoring agency and... The science has proven that the single greatest intervention for kids facing adversity is a safe, stable, nurturing relationship. Okay. So, it, it, you know, we can build uh, multi-million dollar state-of-the-art facilities. We can invest in STEM and, and um, different learning styles and all that's great and it's, it's needed, it's necessary, but nothing replaces the one-on-one human interaction. That time, that quality time spent with someone that you trust, um, and for a lot of these kids, uh, home life can be it can be tough. Sure. And so, just having that one person in their corner, yeah, that they can count on and depend on, means a world of difference. What qualifications does a person have to have to be uh, a big? Just have to be kind. Yeah, you know, you have to be at least eighteen to be a community-based mentor. Okay, you are in the care, custody, and control of a child. So we we need to make sure that you're a safe person. There's an interview process. There's background checks. Okay. But the only criteria is just be a kind person. Yeah. Find three hours a month to spend time with the kid and you can be a big. We understand that nobody's perfect and and some of our best mentors are people that have had hiccups in their life as well. We can work with that. Um, You know, there's very little unless it's child safety issues that we can't work with someone okay and um so if you've got a heart for kids and want to make a difference just that's it absolutely just be kind and be willing to spend time with someone we're talking with andrew bacchus the executive director of big brothers big sisters of southwestern indiana isla mall's nonprofit of the month for the month of january for more information on big brothers big sisters visit them online at mentoringkids.org and now, here's the rest of our conversation. You have a big push going on right now for bigs. Uh, talk about the campaign you got going on. We do. Uh, January's National Mentoring Month. It, we're fortunate that it coincides with our nonprofit of the month with Eastland Mall. It really helps us spread the word. Yeah. Um, we need bigs. We need bigs every year. Uh, last year was the biggest year for our agency, to my knowledge, that we can find in modern records, maybe 
30, 40 years ago, there was bigger years, I don't know, but we made almost 100 matches last year. Wow. And uh, if you think about the number of working days that are in, in a year, and the amount of time it takes to recruit, train, interview, um, accept a volunteer, find the right little for them, facilitate that match introduction, really, really proud of our team and the okay. work they did last year. Um, despite all of the obstacles we had and everyone else had, um, it was one of the biggest years in our agency's history. So that being said, for us to have a record year and to still have over 60 kids on a waiting list tells you the incredible need for this program. Yeah. And uh, the overwhelming majority of, of the kids on our program are boys, women out, volunteer men in our program. And I think that's across almost all youth serving programs. You look at elementary school teachers and it's primarily females. There are males, don't get me wrong. But for whatever reason, um, females are drawn to this kind of volunteerism more than men are. Okay. But there's a huge need for it. Okay. Um, and if you're think, I don't know, maybe I can or can't do that. Like, again, I don't care what you're into. If you like playing video games, trust me, we've got kids that like playing video games. <laughs> if you like to go hiking, we've got kids that would love to go hiking with you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We've got a kid who I guarantee you has a similar interest as you. You don't have to change who you are to be a mentor. How do you find the littles? We spend a lot of time talking about how to be a big. How, how, how do you get the list of kids that need, need a big? We have a lot of referral partners. Uh, could be a school counselor. It could be a social worker from another uh, nonprofit, like Youth First Social Worker or, or CASA. Or it could be um, maybe a, a counselor, a school counselor. It, it, it could be a lot of play people. But most, most of the time, it's a, a parent or guardian. Recognize um, that you know maybe there's an absence in that young person's life that needs to be filled, and, our, and lots of times it's just that you know there could be a, a multiple siblings, and it's just time. Time gets away from us. You have to work, and um, just just having that extra person in your kid's life can make a, a world of difference. It's also you know I I think sometimes in our program we take for granted. Um, how selfless and courageous our parents are in our program. Yeah. To, to, to have faith in us, to, to put, you know, trust us with their kids to find a good mentor for them. And so um, that's what drives us every day is that we have parents out there, guardians out there that are trusting us to help their kids and okay. do the best we can. Uh, what's the age range typically for a little? 8 to 12. So we it's will different. enroll children between the ages of 8 and 12. Okay. And there's science behind that age group. Um, there's a lot of focus for preschool um, age kids, like birth to when they start school. There's there's a lot of resources for for parents, uh, but there's not a ton of res or not a ton of resources for those that kind of middle school age. So when you're and, and I'm, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Those years are weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're, um, uh, it's really when kids start determining what kind of person they're going to be, who they hang out with, um, the decisions they make. Um, you know, can can really shape who they're going to be for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And so we try to intervene. We try to put good mentors in place so that they've got a, a good start. 
you know, to getting into high school in their later middle school years. So it, it starts out, most of our, our bigs, they start out getting pizza and ice cream and talking about video games. And then uh, I was on a call today with one of our bigs and they were like, um, she's a, she's got a, a little sister and she was like she asked me about boys for the first time and like I can feel that relationship start changing yeah absolutely. and that's it I mean that's yeah. that's that's exactly that crucial period of time in, in someone's life where we, we hopefully have the right resources in place as executive director of this organization what's, what's your vision for the future I think that we're we're tasked to grow and not because I want to grow Big Brothers, Big Sisters, the agency from a business perspective. I would love to work myself out of a job here. Um, and I would, you know, would love for there not to be a need for us. But based on the demand for our program, and if, if you pay attention to the number of, of opioid-related crimes and overdoses in Evansville, uh, I think I saw the leading cause of death nationwide right now for people ages like 15 to 25 is is opioid-related overdoses. And it, it hits home for a lot of people. Yeah. And our community is not immune to that. And so um, I think we're tasked to grow. You think it'll be as big as 2021? You know, I, I, I'm, I, I am a relentless optimist. Um, I, I hope... We're getting to a, a, a place where I don't, you know, where it's safer for human interaction, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope people have come, are coming out of this experience with a different perspective of life. Okay. And I'm, I'm hoping people will, will take the time to invest in someone else. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll grow. We need to be more creative about how we view mentoring and one-to-one out in the community doing things together is awesome but we need to be better about going to where the kids are and so if those kids are at the boys and girls club or if they're at the ymca or if they're at the dream center i'm just mentioning i'm just or if they're at school and they're involved in after school programming um, we need to be better about forming partnerships with other schools and organizations in our community to find ways to better serve kids collectively. I know you guys are all working on the same same team, basically. You have the youth at mind, and uh, I think there's more collaboration nowadays than there ever has been, uh, but there still could always be more, it seems like. Absolutely. So, uh, from a fundraising standpoint, how do you guys you know, raise money and funds to, to stay in business? First of all, we will never monetize any portion of our program. Okay. For a uh, uh, a family to um, sign their kid up for our program should be free. Um, that, I think that's part of what makes us special. Right. Um, and so that being said, since we have no way to monetize our program, we're 100% rely, relying on our community. Okay. So we have fundraising events. We have Bowl for Kids Day coming up, which is our, our kind of cornerstone fundraiser. It raises close to $50,000 a year. Nice. Um, that's a peer-to-peer fundraiser where teams, uh, people sign up teams and then the teams go out and raise money for their individual team. Yeah. Um, we have a golf scramble and we have a, uh, we started a, a gala last year. So we, this will be our second annual gala coming up this year. Uh, we write a lot of grants. Uh, okay. We have, we're in grant partnership with the Indiana Youth Institute and those funds are through the Department of Justice specifically to stem the opioid epidemic. Uh, we have grant partnership with the Lilly Foundation. We're blessed to have 
um, their resources here in our state. And so we, we have just entered a grant partnership with them for a technology enhanced mentoring program with some career readiness aspects to it. Uh, more to come on that. And then um, we just, you know, we have annual campaigns where we write letters and make phone calls and solicit donations. And um, and so we have a, a, a pretty three, like, so there, it's a pie, I guess, of three different revenue sources. We've got grants, we've got corporate donations, and we've got individual donations. And then the, the fundraising events kind of fall within those groups. Okay. Depending on how it works, so. Well, I know we're thrilled to death to have you guys as our nonprofit of the month uh, for the month of January. Appreciate you taking the, uh, a moment out of your busy day to, to be on our podcast. Anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to bring up? Really appreciate you doing this. Appreciate you um, letting us be a part of what's going on out at the mall. Um, we're looking forward to seeing everybody this Saturday. There's going to be some kids there. There's going to be some big brothers and uh, big sisters with their littles there this Saturday. So nice. hopefully people will stop by and grab a card and uh, can interact with some of our some of our people. All right. Well, sounds great. Well, good luck with everything you got going on the rest of the year. All right. Thanks. Uh, appreciate right. it. This has been Shortcuts, a podcast about Eastland Mall, featuring conversations and interviews with people in our community, Eastland Mall business partners, and people who make Eastland Mall what it is. Our guest today has been Andrew Bonkas, the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwestern Indiana, Eastland Mall's nonprofit of the month for the month of January. For more information on Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwestern Indiana, visit them online at mentoringkids.org. Keep the conversation going 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Isla Mall social media network at The Isla Mall for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to past episodes of Shortcuts online at shopislamall.com. And of course, we look forward to seeing you the next time you shop at Isla Mall.